Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Steph Curry drops 60, but the Hawks still pull out the dub. That's four in a row. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go! Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey, <laughs> another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And for the fourth time in a row. The Hawks bring home a W at home, and this homestand is being very, very nice to your Atlanta Hawks. Welcome into the show. I'm your, I'm your host, Edub, taking you on this journey. Welcome, welcome in. We are so glad you took some time out of your schedule to listen to what we had to say. Um, yeah. So just relax and uh, take off your shoes, relax your feet. You know what I mean? We're going to talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball in a game that saw the Atlanta Hawks um, survive 60 points <laughs> from Wardell Stephen Curry the second. You know what I mean? Uh, they pull out the game in OT. 141 to 134. And when I tell you the building was rocking, it was rocking if you are not there i hate it for you but I'm, I'm telling you as somebody that was in the building was in the atmosphere um yeah it, it was a lot it was a lot we'll talk about it all i'll try to i'll try to paint the picture in just a moment um a big part of what we do is on social media so if you are new to the podcast we would love for you to connect with us uh, via our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And we would love for you to um, subscribe to the podcast as well. Um, yeah, that would really help us out. And drop a five-star rating if uh, if and when you can. We would greatly appreciate that. All right, let's get to it. First things first. I know this is a Hawks podcast. I know the Hawks won the game. But I was speaking with a buddy of mine for the game. And I said, you know what? There is a huge difference between stars and superstars. I, I, I truly think the NBA only has a handful 
of superstars. Now, you and I can go back and forth on who you think those superstars are. But I will tell you one name that is unequivocally a superstar. And that is one Wardale Stephon Curry. When I tell you, I got to the arena about 90 minutes before tip. And usually that's a nice... That's a nice time to get there. I'm able to get good parking. It's not a lot of people in the stands. When I tell you that those people were in that building to see Steph Curry warm up, my guy told me that people were waiting at the door at 4.30. The game doesn't start till 7.30, 4.30, just to see Steph Curry warm up. And I mean, if you haven't seen it, it, it it is a sight to see. Like it is no wonder why he is the greatest shooter to ever do it. We nothing to go back and forth, but anywho, um, so that kind of just paints the picture on what the night was before it even started. Like people were just as close to the court as possible. Everyone's trying to get a picture of him warming up. It was it was wild, man. It was really wild, but. Let's get into dissecting this game, man. Warriors come in town 21 and 24. They are 12th in the West. Um, They haven't been having the year I thought. uh, Well, they haven't been having the year I'm sure they thought (laughs) they would have. This team just has, um, I don't know how it even characterizes this team. Like, it's, it's far removed from their last championship, right? You know, there's no Iguodala. There's no um, Andrew Wiggins is just a shell of himself. Klay Thompson is a shell of himself. Um, and everything really rests on the back of uh, Steph Curry. Um, even Draymond Green. Draymond Green is, is still a, a shell of himself, you know. Um, you still saw moments where, you know, they have that, that golden state ball movement and they're getting open shots. But I mean, Jesus clay was four of 19 tonight, two of 13 from three. Like he was just, Oh my gosh. Like I, I almost didn't like to see it. Like it was just, sheesh. It was a lot. It was a lot, but, um, nevertheless, this is not the same Warriors team that you are accustomed to. Um, they came in 21 and 24. I don't I didn't write down the line in my notes, but uh, I would probably get I would probably bet that the Hawks were probably favored. One of the things that I looked at um, before the game was the defensive rating in this game um, between the two play. Well, the two teams, um, the Warriors come in ranked 22nd in defense and the Hawks are ranked 27th. So um by no means was this about to be a defensive uh, masterclass. But um, first quarter, the Warriors start out with Wiggins on Trey, and I thought that might be a problem. You know, Wiggins is a really good defender. Um, he had three early blocks in, on Trey, and he's just got long arms, and Trey wasn't able to do a lot of the things that he's used to doing. But one place the Hawks excelled all night was the paint like both centers were doing damage like Clint Capella Anyeka Kongu both of their points in the paint were just ridiculous their points in the paint tonight were the Hawks 72 
and the Warriors 56, you know. Um, Capella puts up a stat line of 17 points and 15 boards. Onyeka matches that with 22 points and 16 boards. Uh, between the two of them, out of those uh, rebounds, uh, 12 offensive rebounds between the two of them. And both of them were just really clicking tonight. It seemed that the Warriors were okay with giving up those points because it seemed like, I don't know, man, like they, they were just, they were playing small a lot of the game. And uh, when they went small, <laughs> Quinn had, there were several instances of Clint and Anyaka playing together. And I thought the minutes they played together were good. Like everything was working tonight for the bigs, for the Hawks. Um, Anyeka Kongu knocks down two corner threes after the game. He talks about just um, just feeling more confident and how everyone's kind of uh, encouraging him to take those threes from the corner. But um, like the story of the night could be the Hawks center play. You know, when you look at just the amount of scores they were able to get in the paint. Um, of course, we'll talk about DeAndre, I mean, not DeAndre, DeJounte Murray a little bit later once we get to fourth quarter and overtime. But um, early on, I, I really liked how the Hawks came out. Uh, even though they didn't win the first quarter, I thought that they had good energy for the second half of a back-to-back, you know? Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I always watch the energy on those types of games because usually around the third quarter, those legs start to get heavy and, you know... That's when you really start to see the signs of a back-to-back. Crazy sequence in the first quarter. Trey hits a huge three-pointer from like 25 feet out, right? It was one of those shots where Trey shoots the ball, and I said, yo, what are you doing? And as soon as I say it, it's, it's just laced. All net. Splack a cow. Like, oh, crap. Uh, Hawks don't pressure the ball. And who made that half-court shot? I think it was, was it Lester? I think it was Lester Kionis. I think it was Lester Kionis. Heaves the shot from half-court, all net, lace, just like, oh, God. So, Hawks end up losing the quarter, 33-28. But I thought they were playing decent. I mean, it was just a lot of back and forth. Uh, one thing that was kind of unique tonight, man, there were some crazy misses on like both sides of the ball. Bogey had like two air balls tonight. Wiggs and Clay had some air balls. Like it was just really crazy. Like some of the amount of misses that you traditionally don't see. Um, 
like I mentioned earlier, the second quarter was really the time you saw the first for the first time uh, uh, the, the matchup with Clint and Big O. But, you know, up until that time, it was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. As far as the rotations are concerned, um, Garrison Matthews got to start. I should have mentioned this earlier, but Gar- Garrison Matthews got to start. Uh, and then Bogey and Patty were the first guys off the bench, and then Hunter and the Congo were in. So that was kind of the nine-man rotation Quinn went with tonight. And I, th- I thought the rotation, I-, I, have, I really didn't have any problem with the rotations tonight. Um, how he closed the game and how he uh, just navigated both of the centers and both of them were like doing good, you know, and I asked him tonight after I'll see if I can find the audio. Like, how do you make the decision to who closes and who doesn't close, you know, when both guys are really going, you know, and so uh, I'll see if I can find that audio. Let me see. I'll see if Jamila posted her video, but they go into the halftime. Things kind of knotted up, you know, knotted up at halftime. You're like, okay, like we got us a ball game, you know what I mean? A lot of back and forth all night. I read, uh, I think the stat said like uh, 17 lead changes tonight. Uh, 64-64 at half, and, you know, we always talk about that. Critical, critical third quarter. Uh, I thought the Hawks delivered the first punch in that third quarter. Trey got a a steal and and a... uh, Hit a three like in the middle of the third quarter. Hawks go up by seven. And you're like, okay, we might be cooking with grease here. But Warriors still have like some fight in them. You know what I mean? Still got some fight in them. And they still got Steph Curry. (laughs) So um, Steph goes for 11 in the quarter. And uh, you, you fight to another draw. I'm like, man, this game is really going to go down to the wire. It was even hard for me to take notice because it was just like so much back and forth. Whenever the Hawks would do something, the Warriors would respond. Whenever the Warriors would do something, the Hawks would respond. Like it literally was back and forth, literally to like the last like eight minutes. Third quarter was a wash. Uh, well, it wasn't a wash. Both teams were, you know, knotted up. Fourth quarter, same thing. Same thing. Like it. Like how often does it happen where you have two teams score the same amount of points in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter? <laughs> That's wild, bro. Like twenty-five points apiece in the third quarter. And uh, in the fourth quarter, it was, uh, let me see, 34 points. So uh, 34 points exactly. So um, the fourth quarter, the last seven minutes were just a doozy, man. Last seven minutes was just a doozy. Uh, I did write a couple of notes. Jalen Johnson hits a three with like seven minutes left. Hawks go up. Like, it it was just Hawks would go up by four. Uh, Then... uh, Steph would do something, you know, they go on a 7-0 run, Steph hits a three, he gets to skipping around and, and doing like Steph, you know, uh, and then one of the guys, I forget who it was, man, had just a crazy dunk on Anyeka Kongu. oh my god, it was, it was ridiculous, it was ridiculous, but uh, Warriors go on a 7-0 run, Hawks go on a 6-0 run, eight points in a row by Curry, just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, finally, 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 the John T. Murray, his only bucket in the fourth quarter, <laughs> gets to his spot. You know what I mean? A little pull up. 
and hits it with like four seconds left, which is like an eternity for Steph Curry. You know, Steph gets the ball for it. I thought on the last shot, he kind of floated a little bit. I thought he kind of floated like he I didn't think he was on balance, but uh, credit the Hawks for that. Uh, And they go to overtime. I mean, so you got free basketball, man. And, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't think we was going to have free basketball because the way Steph was going off in that in that fourth quarter. <laughs> Mans was 9-12 for 22 points in the fourth quarter. Like, that's stupid. Like, there was a, there was a moment where him and Trey were kind of we're kind of exchanging baskets in the fourth quarter. And, like, if you weren't there to see it, like you couldn't really appreciate it. Like it was just the purest form of can you top this? You know, like can you top this? Like the student and the mentor. You know what I mean? And it was just it was just dope competition, really dope competition. Um, <clears throat> but um, I thought the Hawks kind of knuckled up and, and did what they had to do in that fourth quarter and got key stops. And uh, you got to credit them for that, man. You got to credit them for that. There was a moment in the overtime period where Trey takes a charge. And I was going to ask him about this, but um, he takes a charge and it looks like he gets hurt or kind of banged up a little bit. Right. And so I'm wondering if that's why, like, come fourth quarter, it was like DeJounte Murray time. You know what I mean? Like it was it was clearly DeJounte Murray time in that overtime period. Uh, <clears throat> Murray was seven huge points in the overtime period, and it was just nothing the Warriors could do with them. Uh, they had Brandon uh, Potas. I can't even pronounce his last name. Potas Miski. But uh, yeah, Dejounte had old man, had man's in a blender. He had him in a blender. There's nothing he could do with him. Uh, just getting to his spots, uh, and then like the. One play, he, he he had him shook so bad, and then he just dished it off to Anyaka. Anyaka finishes with the dunk, and uh, it was just beautiful basketball by DeJounte Murray down the stretch. Like, he was the closer. He was the closer. Uh, Steph, eight in overtime, eight points out of their 11 points, and it was just, it's just, it's too much of a lift for him. Like, it's. He dropped 60 and they lost. <laughs> like, that's wild, bro. Like, it's wild. But um, you got to credit the Hawks. And uh, 18 to 11 in the overtime period. Again, seven points from Deion- DeJounte Murray. Five points from Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson had himself a night as well. Um, had, uh, let's see, what's the stat line? 21 points, 13 rebounds, and eight assists. And the crazy thing about it, that might be like the third best stat line of the night. You know, of course, you got Steph with the 60. You got the centers with their double doubles that they have. And Trey, you know, he drops 35 and six. Let us not forget (laughs) 35 and six from Trey. But Jalen Johnson, 21 points, 13 rebounds and eight assists. I really like the way that he was just. Handing out them dimes in that first half, man. Like there are several plays where he was just like, "Okay, like this is this is why he is going to be here, right? Like this is why he is going to be here because of his ability to kind of do everything. You know, he can kind of do everything, and the way he can lead the break, 
the way he can rebound, the way he can pass and find his teammates. Um, gosh, it, it, if you're a Hawks fan, you have to be super excited about uh, Jalen Johnson and what he is going to be in the upcoming years. So here is the elephant in the room. It's clear that the Hawks have had DJ DeJounte Murray on the trade block. It is also clear that in that time, DeJounte has hit two game winners. <laughs> he has closed out the Warriors like he did tonight. And he's had some very impressive games, which no doubt drives up his value. But it also makes it hard for the Hawks brass to say, you know what? This is the guy we need to get rid of. <laughs> so I will. So the question is this. Do the Hawks still need to make a move on February the 8th? And if you're going to answer that, I will say you have to look at the big picture. Not necessarily just the four-game win streak. You have to look at the whole totality of DeJounte Murray's time and tenure here in Atlanta. You have to ask yourself and you have to maybe even have conversations with him and Trey Young and say, hey, is this something that can go forward and be productive? I have a theory that their relationship isn't what it used to be. That is kind of just my theory. I'm not reporting on anything, but that is my thought. I think DeJounte loves Atlanta. I'm not sure that he loves playing for the Hawks. I also think that if you want to get the best out of DeJounte Murray, he needs to be your starting point guard. And the Hawks already have a starting point guard. So I think that there is a conflict there. Um, and again, this is just my opinion. I don't I don't have heads or tails in it. That's just kind of how I see it, you know. Uh I don't know, man. I, I think that if the Hawks are going to make a move, it's got to make good business sense. I think as currently constructed, the Hawks are in a situation where financially they may not have flexibility. Right. And so, yeah, you can still got that mid-level exception there. But, um, you know, you got the situation with Clint. You got the situation with DeAndre. And so. Do you move those guys just to shed salary so that you can become a little bit more flexible? If you do that, I, I think that that is a, a worthy move. I don't think that you necessarily have to move DeJounte. Let me say that with an asterisk. I don't think you have to move him if the deal isn't right. If the deal is right and you get what you want, go ahead and move him. You know what I'm saying? That might just be a short-term hit for a long-term play. Right. And so it's very complicated. I I, I I can see both sides of the nickel, to be honest with you. So, like, if, if they decide to, to just hold Pat, I can see that. But if they hold Pat and February 8th comes and goes and they go on another losing streak. Oh, boy, it's going to get hot in her. <laughs> like Nelly used to say, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be monitoring, man. And this thing, I tell you what, man, it, it makes for interesting fodder. It makes for interesting fodder. But um, overall, another great game tonight for the Hawks. That's four in a row. If you're a Hawks fan, I know you're excited and uh, happy about tonight's game and just, you know, the things that seem to be turning around. And uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's a good time right now. It's a good time. 
I want to, before I, I, I dip up out of here, uh, make mention of something. There is a Hawk Spaces that is going to be going on on February the 14th, I believe. Let me look and check. But um, Ethos Hawks, they do a, a they do a good job uh, with a podcast uh, covering the Hawks as well. They are going to be holding a roundtable discussion with some Atlanta Hawks creators. And so I'm going to be joining my friends, Glenn Willis, Kevin Chouinard, uh, Tyler Jones, and uh, blog hawk Jack Trest. Uh, let me see, Jack Trash. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with um, all of his work, so I'm, I, I need to get caught up on him. But uh, it's going to be a group of podcasters and content creators from the Atlanta Hawks. So make sure you're following Ethos Hawks on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and retweet it. And so I'm looking to the conversation. I'm looking forward to chatting it up with my guys, Glenn and Kevin. And uh, I've never really um, uh, had a conversation with Tyler, but uh, him and Brad always do good work together. So I'm looking forward to all of the conversations that will be had. So that is February 17th at 2 p.m. So make sure you guys tap in to that conversation. It should be pretty dope. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. Like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol. Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.